Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Feet on polished floor and in the dollar store, the clerk is closing up and counting loonies trying not to say, I hate Winnipeg. The driver checks the mirror seven minutes late. When I heard counting loonies, I knew it was a Canadian <laughs> reference. The song is I Hate Winnipeg, and I don't really, and I'm trying to build up this contempt for that team, and I'm not there yet with Subban and Nashville is easy to boo them, and the Wings and Hawks are always fun to boo, and boy, these Winnipegans seem like nice folks, and lonely Canadians, I think Strick called them, but I'm not there yet. Maybe this song will help. I Hate Winnipeg is the name of the song? from the weaker thins. It's called One Great City. This is courtesy of a gentleman want to be referred to as Steve Scannum. He's a uh, Marquette graduate. Turns out he was DMing me last night. Apparently he was in my class. Class of 2011 of the great Marquette University. That would have been a sweet 16 year. They got uh, blown out by North Carolina. Beat Xavier and Syracuse along the way. I remember as an 11 seed, I remember I was at Caffrey's Bar on campus um, drinking and they were up early, and we're thinking, oh, maybe this is it. And then North Carolina went on like a 15 nothing run, and it was never close after that. Yeah. But, there you is know, good for news. a moment we thought maybe. There is good news. Marcus Howard is returning for his senior year for all of our Marquette listeners. A gratuitous Golden Eagle update. Yeah, maybe a top-10 team in the preseason polls. They were number two the other day. I'm like, stop. This is, now <laughs> oh, I'm getting nervous. No, that's... <laughs> they are going to be a senior-heavy team. Yeah. That has done nothing in their careers in the tournament, but they are going to be loaded uh, with played, a lot coming back. They played back. two games and lost by a combined 35, 40 points oh, in those least. two games. Yes. Job ruined rant, my, guys. Ruined, ruined my it birthday ruined two, two years nights. ago. Uh, live from the Schnooks, Dardine <laughs> Prairie, O'Fallon. That's where we are. Highway K and N right off the page. Extension 590 Baseball coming your way at once. So we're live yeah. till 2 o'clock. Frick's Ham being featured. We're in the meat section. So head to the back of the store right by the Caldy's Coffee. The ham being served up, we've got wings out, we've got snacks. It's a, uh, it's always a good time when you're hanging at Schnooks. Make sure you get the rewards. When you check out, you'll find out if you've got money coming back to you. Thanks to our friends at Schnooks for keeping the Schnooks tour up and running. The Tuna Tour is every Thursday night. He is at an area Schnooks. We're at a Schnooks in Florissant next Thursday. Charbonnier. We, we even learned how to pronounce the yes. name of the street. Yes, Charbonnier. We learned a lot I on this I had show. no idea how to pronounce it. I was promoting a remote that I don't know how to pronounce the road. We, uh, uh, I, know how to say, in, I know so. how to say schnooks, though. Yes, you do. Where would you gentlemen rather be this weekend, Monterey, Mexico, or Winnipeg? <laughs> I'd go Winnipeg because it's playoff hockey. So. yeah. <laughs> You're in the building. It's playoff hockey. Now, Monterey, I think... Derek Gould put it out there. The temperature was about 60 degrees warmer than Winnipeg. Yeah, oh, that's nice. That sounds good. Cards and Reds. I think he still would say, even though we hate Winnipeg, I think I'd, I'd want to be there for the Do playoffs. we know if Derek took the train to Monterey? I don't think so. I think he went there ahead of the team. That's the way he to do it. He did go ahead of the you team. You get there and you're ready when they arrive. And, uh, baseball, Saturday, Sunday, Cards, Reds in Monterey. Hockey tonight past 830 on Fox Sports Midwest. Game two. 
Blues and Jets. Who sings the song I Hate Winnipeg? Uh, it's called the band called the Wedding Weathertons. One, sh- one sec, one sec, one sec. I check the DMs so does again. That mean you can never the do we- a- The Weaker Thans. The Weaker Thans. The Weaker Thans. Yes. So you could never do a gig in Winnipeg? They are from Winnipeg, actually, this band. Oh, so it's self-loathing. It's, it's, a, self- it's a Canadian indie rock band. That was, uh, they're on hiatus now, unfortunately, but they were formed uh, in 97, went on hiatus in 2014, out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, the Weaker Thins. We will take your uh, music tips, just direct message Hoff, and we will play it. That was a good suggestion. I like that song. Put that in late this morning. Uh, 855-282-8255. If you have a song suggestion also, do you think David Freeze is one day going to be wearing a red jacket? We Uh, we did get a text about that from the Angry Cabbie, who I believe was a friend of uh, Chris Gardner. Saying, uh, he told me to read this one. The Cardinal Hall of Fame is already getting close to being somewhat watered down. They ought to elect one player every other year or two. Uh, Every player so far has been deserving, but it should be for organization greats, not just really good players. I do think the Yankees have faced that with Old Timers Day when they first did it. Like, hey, here's Yogi Berra, here's... Joe DiMaggio, all these greats, and now it's like, okay, here's Paul O'Neill. Here's Paul O'Neill. Here's Sterling Hitchcock. Bernie Williams. (laughs) Yeah. Well. So far, Cardinal Hall of Famers, I think they've all, I think they've all passed the test. I mean, yeah, and they still have a few: Scott Rowland, Chris Keith Carpenter, Hernandez. There's a handful that there's are still, still some out there that are worthy. I think it's a it's a great debate because you don't want it to be. It should stay big time honor you know to what? get the red jacket. You don't think there's enough? Ted Simmons is a worthy yeah, Cardinal absolutely. Hall. These are not Cooperstown players. You it's, tell the Dewitts to get more players worthy of being Cardinal Hall of Famers one day. I'll then. give you a similar guy who, in my era, if People. Well, that's not in? No, yeah, that would be equivalent to freeze would be Jack Clark. Yeah, short, so, short window, big impact. Big impact, and if anybody in my in our era was voting, we'd be saying, oh, Jack's in 100%. Because, and having the chance to work with Jack was pretty cool, but then see how others reacted. Every Everywhere Jack went, I love you, I love you, and he was so gracious to any fan who came by. He would definitely get voted in if he ever made the final And list. he came along at just the right time because Whitey Ball, you immediately think, speed, jackrabbits, guys running all over, great defense. And then there's one guy who could step up there and clock the baseball, yes. who could hit that dramatic home run and then did to KO the Dodgers, the great Jack Buck call uh, in game six in L.A. Uh, Freezer, Hall of Fame debate. Blues thoughts tonight. Text in. We'll get to your text in mere minutes. Appliance Discounters, one of our great sponsors on this show. Also a great St. Louis success story for a decade now. They have been selling you top-of-the-line appliances at the lowest prices. It's that simple. GE, Electrolux, LG, Samsung, Bosch dishwashers, all the big names, lowest prices. You get the savings. It's how they started things in 2009 with one location that was the one in Webster Groves on Watson and now they're in St. Charles, Baldwin, South County, Webster Groves, City of St. Louis and as well in the Metro East, Fairview Heights, Illinois. Find them online at theappliancediscounters.com and when you stop by in person you'll see it right there on the price tag what they're charging and what the folks around town are charging. You'll see right there how much money you are saving. Somebody wearing a red jacket is Tony La Russa, who's also in Cooperstown as a National Baseball Hall of Famer. So we've started up a Tony Talk podcast, and you can find it at scoopswithdannymack.com. It's going to be a weekly segment during the baseball season. Will your Tony La Russa impression ever make an appearance <sighs> That's in been interviews with I have Tony. to tell you, that has been asked 
several times. Or people said, is this really him? And I never thought I see you talking to yourself I as never, Martin and as Tony. You have to understand that the imitation of Tony was a parody of it, it honestly was based on his KMOX segments with Ron Jacober. Because the Tony <laughs> that I knew Monday through Thursday, and Frank knows you go down there and if you ask something kind of stupid, he'd jump on you. He'd put yes, you in your place, would. which is which is fine. So that was my experience during the week, and then I would always listen to see what he had to say on a Sunday. And it didn't matter how inane the question was. Tony was always exceedingly polite. And now, Jimmy, you probably had KTRS, did some of those shows too. On Sundays, he would take calls. And they'd be in the middle of a four-game losing streak. And they're like, all right, Tony, let's go out to the phones. You know, we've got uh, Don in Illinois. He's like, Tony, uh, I'm a farmer here. And uh, I think if you brought some hay bales down and made these boys lift them, they could build up some more arm strength. (laughs) And I'm laughing at how... insane True. it was and tony would always politely answer it yeah that's a great idea and i'm like no <laughs> he could. it's that's not exactly a great right. idea of course if you brought it up post game tony right he'd laugh your face some help some pills hey hey tony i heard the guy call in the other day that said if the players didn't wear socks they'd be faster he's like yeah we're looking into it and like what <laughs> and jimmy am i exaggerating that's exactly right because the first year of that show we were told Take every call. Tony, he didn't want him screen. Right. Are you did not serious? Want, we were told take every call. And that's like, against my mantra, which is never take calls. Oh, right. So that's unfortunate. He would t- he would take every call. Yep. And you're right. Treat him. Treat him. Like but I was like, respect. you know, if that was somebody sitting in the scrum, he would just get <laughs> railed right now. <laughs> but, and, so that was how the imitation kind of started. Tony, you think the long hair is slowing the players down? Uh, I'm gonna visit with Walt right after I hang up with you. Like, <laughs> He would honestly take give a, he gives the fans great merit with whatever their ideas were, more so than the media. Yes, he did. And that's kind of how that thing, Ask Tony, took on a life of its own. The highlight would have been when he called in to Ask Tony. It was set up by Hayes or something, but he actually called in, and I had to keep going with the bit, and he's on hold. And this is the old Webster location, and it says, you know, on hold, Tony LaRussa. And then he comes on, and he said, uh... Yes, whoever's on now is, sounds real intelligent to me. And <laughs> bright, articulate guy. And, and then the last thought on all of that would be after they won the 06 World Series on that Sunday. They went on a Friday night. By Sunday, they're cleaning out the lockers. And everybody's still festive and having fun. And he's in his office with Bernie and Strauss and Holm. He, would, he talked to the writers for hours. And I've got a photographer to tape a TV interview. And the photographer's like, i got to go, dude. I, they're calling me back at the station. So I kept sticking my head in, annoying media guy, making it obvious that I was waiting. And finally, you're waiting for me, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, you want to do it right now? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he said, "How about, and Elaine, his wife, and his two daughters, Devin and Bianca, are in the room with all the writers, everybody. He said, I'll do it right now if you imitate me in front of my family. (laughs) (laughs) So did you? And I said, I really don't want to do that. He said, come on, let's go. No guts, no glory, whatever. And I, so I did some kind of spiel and, you know, I just said legit and tied for first. And as soon as I was done, his wife says, he says the same crap at home. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we, we got together. You want hot dogs, hamburgers, lasagna for dinner? (laughs) Tie for first. So the idea is once a week, we're going to talk baseball and it could be headlines from that week. Maybe there's a bean ball. Maybe they add the DH. So it's current baseball headlines, but because it's Tony and he's been around a long time, we'll also get into some nostalgia, former Cardinal players, 
we're doing a thing each week, Redbird Roulette, where I name a former Cardinal that's somewhat known, and then I pick a really random player Ooh. that he has to react to. And I people like can also I like the random one because he loves the fan input. There's an email, Tony Talk Questions at gmail.com where people can and each week we'll go into the mailbag and you could ask the most random whatever are you we'll, going to string these emails no or i'm just going to dig i'm just going to dig through the pile and okay. read them and i guarantee he'll be exceedingly polite so that's the idea once a week we'll talk ball you can find it at scoops at dannymac.com i think it's going to come out on thursdays i, I think that'll be great if once you can get reaction of his time in the game because it was next to impossible to get him to talk about Hey, what a great season it was. He goes, well, we're focused on we're always next. grinding. Yeah, he's and more reflective like, now because he's not grinding yes. each game. And it, Even during the offseason, it was like, you know, you try to ask him questions, and he would never delve into it right. like you would like for him to. So when we taped it, it was last Friday, and it's opening day. So reflecting a little bit on how now he comes back, and he's very popular. But we know it wasn't the case all along. Mm-hmm. And Hoff listened to the podcast yesterday, and, you said one of the things that stood out, and I thought it was interesting how he kind of arrived. And I think he even said, you know, I had 16 years in the American League, and people around here act like I've never managed. Like, because it's a National League town. I thought that was a really interesting of him saying that he felt like he had to prove himself in the National League. Yeah, because everybody here is National League. Who are you? Who's this guy? Even though he'd been to the World Series and had some good yeah. A's teams. So here's a clip of Tony Talk from ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. Everybody knew him. They had those great years where they went to the playoffs and went to the World Series. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm totally 180 degrees on the other side of Whitey. I live in California, you know, you know I, I hug trees and I kiss Bambi, you know, I mean, that stuff is, <laughs> was different. But um, it was rough because I was a Whitey. I remember sometimes, I remember, I'll never forget, I did an interview one time and they said, well, you know, you're from California, you know, people are going to be slow to embrace you. I said, well, I understand that. Well, William McGee's from California. He said, well, you're not William McGee. <laughs> That's it. You know, uh, I know that too. <laughs> you're not Willie McGee. You're also not Willie. Welcome uh, to town. Uh, I think if you're a Cardinal fan, baseball fan, you'll enjoy the visits. Check it out. Tony Talk at scoops at dannymac.com. Can, can I suggest a random Cardinal? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to start taking people's suggestions. Junior Spidey. He was a spring training yeah. invite, oh. and they failed. They had to sign Tony Womack late. Junior Spivey's a good call. That's right. So for the first week, I Scott just. Scott Siebel. I yeah. just brought it out of the top of my head. I said, you know, fairly known. I said, give me a Sochiguchi thought. And he just lights up. And that's he what loves he, so, he, he ends up singing in this podcast. Oh, he, I didn't get to that part. He and Jim okay. Leland sing. Let's see if I can see if you actually made it all the way through. Singing instead of Soul Man. He and Jim Leland got up at spring training and started singing Soul Man. <laughs> and he does a little Soul ah. Man. Oh. So my random, though, the random I went with this week was Pat Hankin. Oh, because he always had the jersey hanging yes, behind his did. desk, and I said, "Why was it?" And he explains how he was a core guy who came in and helped reshape the mindset Scott of the Scott Siebel. Oh my gosh, that's really—he might have even forgotten. You know, he's getting older. <laughs> um, what? And we asked about Bob Knight. We do a friends of Tony update also, and because Texas Tech was in the Final Four, he said Bob Knight still lives in Lubbock. That surprised me. Okay, wow. He lives well, he's, in Lubbock. He's not going back to Indiana. We he know said that. he mostly fishes. Oh, he said not I, Lubbock. He said he I'm fishes retiring. all the time, and I would have guessed Arizona, Florida. Yeah. He said he lives in Lubbock. I did not know that. Wasn't there a report that he wasn't doing well health-wise, Bobby Knight, recently? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll ask Tony. We'll do that next week. He uh, also explained why he and Howard Schultz are buddies, the Starbucks owner. He said it's because of McGuire. He said in 98, McGuire, being superstitious, would go to the Starbucks on Wydown. He lived in Clayton. 
McGuire did, and he'd get a coffee, and he hit a home run. So then all of a sudden he got a coffee every day and got the same thing, whatever. So then he starts wearing a Starbucks hat, goes to the 98 World Series when the Yankees played the Padres, and I guess they showed him on Fox, McGuire. Hey, there's Mark McGuire, the big home run guy. He's wearing the Starbucks hat. Howard Schultz gets in contact with him. And McGuire says, oh, you would love Tony. And they've been friends for 20 years. I'll be darned. It's it's a lot of friends of Tony stories coming your way. Uh, It's Tony Talk every week. Scoops with DannyMac.com. Hey, one of our great sponsors is Offenberg Hyundai. That's where Albert Bell gets his cars. That is true. After he goes to appliance discounters, (laughs) he buys a a fridge, and then he goes to Offenberg and buys a car. Now Matt's going to text me and say, did you tell people Joey Albert Joey Bell is over. Yeah. We did. He lives in the – Marcus Allen needs a new car. He should go by. He should. Offenburg Hyundai. In fact, it doesn't matter where you live, you should get yourself to O'Fallon, Illinois, Offenburg Hyundai, celebrating their 30th anniversary as the original Hyundai dealer in this area. That goes back to 1989. And because it's the Offenburg name, you know you're getting customer service you can count on. They track it before, during, and after the sale. Great customer service, great vehicles. That's what Offenberg Hyundai will bring you, and start the search online at OffenbergHyundai.com. Let's get to it. It is the end of the week, but it's also the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. I just mentioned uh, Bob Knight certainly never going back to Indiana. Uh, that's a lie. Bob Knight was recently on Indiana's campus. He made his first. What up, Knight? Exactly. (laughs) On April 6th, he took in a baseball game, attended Indiana baseball's doubleheader Saturday, April 6th, versus Penn State. It was his first public appearance at the school since since being fired in September of 2000. Wow. Saying it's going to be a lovely afternoon. It's nice to be here. I know the. The football, I mean the basketball program, rather, I think is still trying to put together some, you know, thank you, Nye, thanks for your time here despite the tumultuous ending, but he has, he's refused. Hmm. You know, one of my career highlights would be Bob Knight making fun of me. It was the LaRusso So roast. yesterday <laughs> was the story about uh, the comedian making fun of you. Um, what's his name? Called you a giant. Oh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis yes. made fun of you, and now me today is Bobby mocked. Knight. Me being mocked by. Did Bobby Knight make a weird face with you? or He did because oh it, was, it was the LaRusso <laughs> roast, which was the writer's dinner that year, and so Tony had all of his buddies up there. And he said to me the day before, make sure you really roast me because Bob Knight, Billy Bobby, said everybody's going to kiss my rear. He said nobody wants to hear that. When I got up there, I looked down the dais, and Bob Knight is, like, just slouched over, hunched over. It's a bad body language. Yeah, and I said, hey, everybody, Bob Knight. And, of course, the card went, woo, yay, Bobby. And I said, wow, he looks miserable. And everybody kind of laughs, and then awkwardly goes, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. And then Knight just kind of looks down the dais up at me with, like, this great look of disdain. And then I said, hey, you're wearing a sweater. What are the odds? And then people kind of laugh, but because it's Bob, they're afraid to laugh. And I had to go back to Fox 2, and I'm in the car, and it was being broadcast on KMOX. So now I'm listening to the roast. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary. And then Bob Knight gets up there. The first thing he does, he says, well, it's kind of a tough night when you're in a war of words with the great Martin Kilcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm like, he said my name right. <laughs> he pronounced my name right. And then he said, yeah, war of words with a guy like that. It's like racing a one-legged midget. And everybody laughed. <laughs> of course, now they'd be highly offensive. Right? Yes. And they're all like, oh, and I'm yelling at the radio, not that funny. That's, <laughs> that's a stupid joke. You're turning the car stupid around. Stupid joke. Not that funny. 
So Bob and I go way back. Low-hanging fruit. Be better, yeah, Bob. Yeah, that was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> All right, Martin, tonight, Sunday night, by the time we're back in the Kirkwood Studios on Monday, two games will have been played between the Blues and the Jets. Where does the series stand? This is such a cop-out, but I'll say 2-1 Blues. blues? Yeah, 2-1 okay. Blues. So they I could win. see them losing tonight. Okay. I, I'm not saying they will, but I, it could happen easily, and then you win on Sunday. Did game one alter your viewpoints on how the series wraps up at all? Or? I had them winning in six, okay. so you're going to need to win at least one up there. You could hold serve at home and be up 3-1, even if you lost tonight. So I, I'm i going to stick with that April 20th clincher at home. Does Chris Davis get a hit this weekend? <laughs> Are they playing him every day? I mean, he did sit one of these games They're recently. They're playing him just about every day. Kind of because they a lot of have to. Two, yeah. Uh, he's going to get a hit. Uh, they're I, at Boston this weekend, the Baltimore Orioles. I think he'll get a hit. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, I, I'm not overly confident about that, but I think he'll get a hit. <laughs> it's the do factor, he's, right? It's the do factor. That's the end of the day. Well, it is the end of the day. Yeah, it's 12.55. Wow. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Let's go. Worried about the clock. By the way, we did miss this during Frank's show, so I should mention go to cardinals.com slash promotions. Take a look at all the great deals coming up with the Mets coming in town next weekend. We were joking, like, of course, they're playing the Brewers after this series against the Reds. How you know how weird. They host the Mets, and then guess who they host after that? The Brewers. Brewers. Again. Well, I think the number was... Ten. And then they'll play the Brewers again until August. So they played ten of their first 24 Against Milwaukee. The idea was get them early because the bullpen's injured. Right. It didn't work out so well that well, The opening, Angels caught him at the right time. Opening week. And don't forget Dubby. Get well Dubby. soon. That's how we began this hour. We've had some visitors here. Our Someone just walked Ch- by and said, go Cubs. Cubs. Another person lamented the non-double dribble call against Auburn. That was earlier. The, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. One of the employees <laughs> here is actually a Reds fan, by the way. Whoa. Oh. She came by and said something about the... Series in Mexico. So if you're a and, real fan, you'd be in Monterey. And I mentioned, you know, well, maybe we'll give the Reds some, let them drink the tap water, and we'll there be fine. <laughs> and then she goes, well, I'm a Reds fan. I was like, whoops. Oh. You, <laughs> don't know, you never know who you'll meet, although I know one thing for sure. All of Hoff's hot takes have been withheld. Yep. Because 590 Baseball is coming your way next, and it continues live from the Schnooks here, Highway K and N. O'Fallon, Missouri, right by Dardeen Prairie. Stop by, the boys. Is Rammer coming? He is. He's on the way. He lost. He is on the way. All right, Rammer, Jimmy and Hoff next on 590 The Fan.